You're listening to a podcast from City Tribe Media. We're an urban tribe that helps people who feel far from God to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. For more fresh content, check City Tribe on YouTube, Instagram, or Facebook. Enjoy the message and welcome to the tribe. Now here's Doug Robbins. Man, I am so stoked to be here with you guys today. Anybody besides me happy to be at church today, worshiping God, whether online or in person? Yeah, so nice to be with you guys. And man, we made it through that snowpocalypse thing together, didn't we? So anybody besides me never, ever going to pray for sweater weather again, you know? I don't want any more sweater weather. Hey, and I'll just make mention of this. Thank you guys for wearing your masks today. We're going to continue wearing our masks and social distancing here at City Tribe for a while. So thank you guys for working with us on that and complying with that. Man, we just want to stay safe. We're thankful to God that the COVID numbers are going down a little bit in San Antonio. So we want to keep the trend going. So thank you guys for being safe out there. And you know, before we get into the Bible study day, what do you say? We pray for just a minute and ask God to speak to us, shall we? So, Father, we thank you for the opportunity to worship you, whether online or in the room, and we submit our hearts and our minds to you right now because we want to hear something from you. We want to connect, communicate with you, and we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Everyone said, amen. So, does anybody besides me ever go to the beach and... When you go to the beach, you've got your cooler set up and you got your towel and all your stuff, right? And then you get out in the surf and you're swimming and hanging out and then you ever get swept down by the current and you look up and you realize, whoa, all my stuff's way back there and you drift it a long ways. That happens to me all the time. I just, I'm oblivious and I'm looking around, la, 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 you know, uh, enjoying the water and then I look up and I've drifted a long ways. Well, as the point leader here at City Tribe, My role is to keep us from what's called vision drift. You know what I'm saying? We have a purpose and a mission as a church, and my role is to keep us from drifting too far away from the mission that God has given to us to fulfill. And so that's why from time to time we do these series of teachings that are about the mission and vision of our church. So I've taught so many of these things over the years that I sometimes feel like I'm just repeating myself and saying the same thing over and over again, right? And so I'm asking the Lord, what do you want me to say this year? You know, God, what would you like me to communicate to the people that's really from your heart this year? And before I talk about this, let me just give this by way of disclaimer. If you're new to church or you're new to checking out Christianity or God or a friend brought you or whatever, we want you to understand that we believe that God actually communicates with us like today. He doesn't always give us an audible voice, but God does speak to us. He communicates with us in a myriad of different ways these days. And we also want you to know that when we get up here and give these talks, we're not just reading a bunch of books and creating a bunch of, generating a bunch of content on our own. I'm not smart enough to lead this church on my own. I don't know what to do all the time. That's why I have to go to God in prayer and I just sit down, I sit still and I pray, I read the word, the Bible and I listen for what God wants to tell me. So I know that's odd to some of you that are new to church to think that God might communicate with us but we believe that he does and we hope that he'll communicate with you as well. Well, when I was sitting down, you know, listening for a word, here's what happened. Is it oftentimes God will speak to me through a verse from the Bible that just seems highlighted for me. But this particular time, 
a picture was going through my mind. And it was, a, this is the part that was weird for me because usually I don't get these pictures. But in my mind, I could just see this picture of an elephant's eye. And it led me to study a lot about elephants. And I know that's gonna sound kind of weird to some of you, but I studied about elephants and it all made sense to me. And I'm gonna explain that to you today. But before I do, what I understand is that a lot of you are kind of new to this church and you're wondering what is the mission of this church? What is this place all about? Let me show you our mission statement real quick. And those of us that have been around here for a while, we're gonna say it together out loud. Even if you're at home in your pajamas watching online, I want you to say this mission statement with us out loud when I point to you. You ready? Here we go. We're helping people who feel far from God become fully devoted followers of Jesus. See, we're looking to help people come to faith in Jesus and start following him when they're, they feel far from him. Have you know a lot of people in our world feel far from God right now? And so we're not looking to get people from other churches that are mad at their pastor and say, hey, our pastor is a lot nicer than your pastor or whatever. We're not looking to do that. We're not looking to swap sheep. We're just looking to reach into the world of people that are not a part of a church and help them come to faith in Jesus. And here's how it's expressed in four different ways in this particular church. We want to help people to first know Jesus, cultivate freedom, you know, get free from addiction struggles, hard, hard things, you know, uh, dysfunctional behaviors and sins, discover purpose, and then make a difference in the world. Everything we do around here falls in one of these categories. And so during this series, we're going to refer back to the mission statement and the four pillars of our church. And so that's the mission right? The mission is what we do. The vision is a picture of what it looks like lived out in the world, and that's where the elephant comes in. And so in the picture that God gave me when I was listening for him, I saw this elephant, and one of the things I learned about elephants is the number one, number one idea, and that is elephant's vision is short in distance. They don't see very far. You know, elephants only see about 25 feet ahead of themselves, and that's it. They don't see very far. And what this meant for me as a church leader is that I was not to spend too much time on these long-term visions like 20 years out, 15 years out, but I was supposed to look at a short-term vision of what we're to do now, today, see? That is, we are to be adaptable in our vision. If you have this long-term vision set in stone, doesn't mean you don't think about the future, but if you have a long-term vision set in stone and you can't adapt right now, you won't make it in the world we live in now, see? How many churches out there back in 2020 had this big long-term vision? And I heard them talking about it online. They're like, it's 2020, and then they over-spiritualized it and says, 2020 is symbolic of perfect vision, and we have this big, long vision for the future. You know what? They were all wrong. They were not prepared. And you know, many churches didn't make it and didn't do well because their vision was so long-term, they couldn't adapt and change right now. It's like Warren Buffett says, you know, when the tide goes out, you can see who's been skinny dipping, right? And people were not prepared for what was taking place. And we have to be a church that can adapt. And when 2020 hit, we had to beef up our online presence. So those of you that are watching online, you're getting a much better experience than you would have prior to 
the pandemic. We had to learn to get people into our tribe groups on Zoom online. Uh, when people started coming back into the building, we had to learn social distancing practices and sterilizing the building. We had to very quickly put together a benevolence fund that helps those of you in the church that were struggling financially and people out in our city and our community who were struggling financially needed money for food, needed bills paid, insurance payments, mortgages paid, and all that kind of stuff. So thank you guys for your generosity on that. We had to adapt and put all that together very, very quickly because of the rapidly changing events of our world. Now, how many of you, like me, are tired of living through once-in-a-lifetime events like every couple of months? You know, it just seems to happen all the time. But it may not quit. We may not be done with cultural shifts and changes that are taking place. That's why it's important for us this year in 2021 to do what we can do for God now, to fulfill our mission, to help people who feel far from God become fully devoted followers of Jesus now in 2021. Look at how Paul said it in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2. It says, for God says, at just the right time, I heard you. On the day of salvation, I helped you, he says. Indeed, the right time is when? Now. Today is the day of salvation. There's another author in the Bible that said it like this. If you look in the book of Hebrews, chapter 3, 13. But exhort one another every day, as long as it's called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. As it is said, when? Say that word with me. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts, as in the rebellion. And here's the application. Three different applications. First, for those of you that are what we call our spiritual investigators, you're kicking the tires of Christianity trying to figure out if you think it's legit, you think God's for real. Here's the application for you. If you're given a window of opportunity to believe in Jesus Christ and thus have a relationship with God, take the opportunity now, today. Today is the day of salvation. The application for those of us that have already believed in Jesus and have a relationship with God through Jesus, the application is this. Today, now is the time for you and I to engage our friends who have not yet believed in spiritual conversation, obviously in appropriate ways, and don't be a jerk about it, right? But let's engage in those conversations and invite people to church where they can hear the gospel of Christ. Of course, first, we've got to go and tell, right? But what we've learned and seen over the years is that a lot of people are open to coming to church. And if they'll come to an unthreatening environment like this, a lot of times people will hear the gospel in a way that they can receive it. And God uses that a lot. So that's the application for those that are spiritual investigators. For those of us that know, you know, we want to invite people. But the third application is for us as a tribe, as a faith community, and Joe referenced this application earlier when he talked about our Easter services that are going to happen at Sunset Station, Lone Star Pavilion, where people who have believed in Christ will be able to be baptized there. And our prayer is that people who believe in Christ today, people who believe in Christ next Sunday and the Sunday after will be baptized when we gather to worship together at Lone Star Pavilion and Sunset Station on Easter Sunday. 
If you believed and never followed the Lord in the first step of obedience, which is baptism, go to citytribe.church slash baptism and get signed up. When do you do that? Today, right? Because now is the time, see? Now, let me show you a second applicator, a second thing that I learned from the elephant. And this is number two for those of you who are note takers. Elephant's short-term vision is more than made up for by their excellent hearing. Did you catch that? Let that sink in for a second. Their short-term vision is made up for by their excellent hearing. Did you know that an elephant can actually hear up to six miles away? And they can hear the call from another elephant somewhere around two and a half miles away. That's some pretty stellar hearing, is it not? They have great ears to listen and to hear. Can you imagine if humans could hear two and a half miles away? <laughs> Ladies, you could hear someone spilling the tea about you two and a half miles away. Uh, those of you that are singles, you know, you'd know exactly where your relationship stands if you could hear what that guy's saying about you, what that lady's saying about you two and a half miles away. But here's the application for us as a church is that our vision as a church is more dependent upon hearing from God than it is trendy strategies from business books or trendy strategies from other churches that are successful, you see? So we've got to be a church that listens to God and moves when he tells us to move and adapt as he gives us guidance in that. So let's catch a vision for being a tribe that sits still, that listens for God. And look, I know that some pastors, when they're casting the vision for their church, oftentimes they're expected to talk about how cool the building's gonna look or how cool the band's gonna sound, but our team doesn't think about any of that. You know what we see? We see a group of everyday Christ followers listening to God and doing what he says. You can listen to God for yourself. We believe that hearing from God is for all believers, whether they're children over in Kid City, they can hear from God. Middle school students, high school students, moms and dads, grandmas and grandpas, aunts and uncles, all of us who listen for him can get a word from him and hear from God. You know, the Bible tells us in Romans that God speaks to us through the creation, doesn't he? Romans 1, he said, the creation makes it known to us. That's why animals, things like the elephants, can speak spiritual lessons to us. If you continue in the Bible, you see that the Holy Spirit gives us these heart promptings and impressions that are communications from God. If you read the Old Testament book of Job and in the New Testament book of Acts, you'll see that God actually speaks through our dreams and visions when we're asleep. And then most of the time, God speaks to us through the Bible, his word, which helps us to see whether or not a word or picture was actually just our own thought or something that really comes from God, you see. So as a church, what we have to learn is to get these words from God and listen to him, you know, and some of you need that right now, don't you? You're wondering what to do with your career. You need a word from the Lord to listen. Like the elephant, you don't need to see a long ways off. You need to listen right now and hear what he has to say. Some of you need that in your career, in your job. You need it in your relationships. You need to hear from where, uh, a word from God about your marriage. Some of you who are dating want to hear a word from God about who to date or if you're supposed to date right now. Or, you know, you're like, God, please just bring any date into my life, you know? 
there's, there's a lot of things we need to hear from God about. Some of you are very generous people, and you're like, God is going to give you the promptings as to how to be generous with your resources. And so John tells us this in John 10, 27, where Jesus said, he's, he's basically right now, and Jesus says, says, my sheep listen to my voice. If you're a sheep, you listen. And then he says, I know them. Knowing them is the language of relationship. So as we listen to him and communicate and connect with God, it's like we grow in intimacy in our relationship. And then he says, then they follow me. That's what we do. We listen, we obey, we follow, and we do what he tells us to do. But look at the third lesson I learned from the elephant. It's basically that elephants thrive in tribes. You had to know I was going to say this. Elephants thrive in tribes. And look, the days are coming where if you're a Lone Ranger Christian, you won't make it. You won't. In fact, Americans tend to not need each other because of our prosperity. And a lot of Americans had the ability to just drive into our garage and not talk to our neighbors, go into the air-conditioned house, and order everything we need online, delivered to our doorstep. We don't have to get out and even talk to anyone. And the introverts in the room said, amen, that's paradise, okay? But everyone, even introverts among us, need each other. You need, a, I don't know what I'd do without my tribe, without the close-knit friends that follow Jesus that I've met right here at this church, and many of you could stand to pray and say, God, how would you like me to connect in deep, close spiritual relationships within our church? And today, we're looking at how the elephant is tribal, right? And all kinds of animals run in tribes or groups. And if you've been around here for a while, perhaps you've heard me quote pastor and author Erwin McManus, who does this bit about how, how all the different groups of animals have a name for their group, for their tribe, right? So for example, the bees, they are in swarms. Fish, their groups, a group of fish, that's called a what? A school of fish, exactly. A group of lions is called a pride of lions. Good. Now, Crows, that's a different, we've got crows, a group of crows is called a murder. This, by the way, is why crows are creepy. I'm just telling you, they're smart in a creepy way. And can I just add this? Do you ever notice there are a lot of crows at Taco Cabana? I don't know why, they just gather at Taco Cabana. And I'm sitting out on that patio and I'm eating my taco and I'm like, I'm keeping an eye on that crow over there. He's going to, like, peck me in the head and take my taco. Okay, that's what they're wanting to do. They're, they're called a murder. If you get a group of them together, you got to watch them. But then a group of buzzards is called a committee. <laughs> and so that makes sense of some of the churches I've been in, a part of in the past that they were run by committees, right? A bunch of buzzards is what that was. But then... Uh, Pastor Joe was telling me a new one this past week, and I really like this one because I love the ringtail lemur. And do you know what a group of lemurs are called? A conspiracy. <laughs> Look at their beady little eyes. Now I'm scared of the lemur <laughs> as much as I love lemurs. And then if you've been around here for a while, you've heard us talk about a group of rhinos. Now, a group of rhinos is called a crash, partly because the rhino doesn't see very far, and they just when they run together, whatever's in the way is going to experience a crash, right? Because a group of rhinos running in unison together 
can crash into anything. But look what the Lord's saying to us this year. It's not about being a group of rhinos. It's about being a group of elephants. The largest land mammal, the elephant. Larger and more powerful than the rhino. What can plow through a crash of rhinos? A group of elephants. And do you know the name for a tribe of elephants? A parade. <laughs> Isn't that great? So it's like, as followers of Jesus, filled with the Holy Spirit, we're like a parade of elephants. And I can guarantee you, if you're out in the bush and a parade of elephants comes, nothing can stand against it. They can plow through anything together. And so, during this series and this year, based on a word from God, we're seeking to invite everyone everywhere to join the parade. Join the parade. So could we just say it out loud? This won't be the last time we say this together. Just these three little words. When I point to you, you ready? Here we go. Join the parade, okay? Now, joining the parade, it doesn't mean you look like an elephant, okay? It's just these other characteristics, you know? Uh, we're all gonna trim up after quarantine, are we not? But uh, we're gonna join the parade. And Paul uses the imagery of a parade when he talks about how the kingdom is kind of like a Roman general's victory parade. And in those victory parades, what these Roman generals would do is that when they had won a military battle, they would have their commanders in the parade and then they would bring their kids. And they would put their sons in the parade to parade their kids in front of other people to celebrate the great victory that they've been given. And in the application of the Bible that Paul uses it, it's like Jesus is our winning commander, our champion, who parades those who know him and who have relied upon his grace around this world. And I wanna show you how Paul talks about this in the message paraphrase of the Bible. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, in Christ, God leads us from place to place in one perpetual victory, what? parade, right? And through us, he brings knowledge of Christ. And then it goes on to say, everywhere we go, people breathe in the exquisite fragrance. Because of Christ, we give off a sweet scent rising to God, which is recognized by who? By those on the way of salvation, an aroma redolent with life. And so look, when we believe in Jesus, he parades us around to others as examples of new life and his grace. And if you've been faithful to God, can I tell you, God sees your faithfulness and he parades you as an example of grace, a sweet swelling, smelling aroma. Can I also tell you this? If you've relapsed recently and done some stuff you're not proud of, you know what he does? He lifts you up, he cleans you, cleans you off, and he's not ashamed to be seen with you, and he parades you as a trophy of his grace. Let his kindness lead you to repentance, and turning towards him. He loves you, and he parades you around, and the Bible says that we're like an exquisite fragrance. 
as you think about fragrances, what are the fragrances that you love? You know, for me, when I'm at the sink peeling an orange and I peel the orange, I smell that citrus. I just love that smell. It's refreshing. Some of us like the smell of brisket smoking on the barbecue. That is a smell from God, is it not? Men, can I get a man? That is a great smell. Some of you like the smell of freshly ground coffee. You know, those fresh coffee beans, you grind it, it just smells so good. Others of you like the smell of your peppermint essential oil, you know, in the diffuser, you know, diffusing the room. That's a great smell too, isn't it? I'll tell you, a smell that I like, my lady squirts on her perfume and she nuzzles up close to me. I don't know what's in that, but I just like it. I really, I do, you know. What, what are the smells that you like? And that's the smell that you are to people who are living in this broken world that's so divided when you're paraded by Jesus, our champion, and his grace is revealed through you, that is the type of smell that you are to this world. And so what if over the next few weeks during this series and beyond, we caught a vision for being on display to the world that we would display the good grace of Jesus to people that need it right now. And I wanna ask you a question. And I'm gonna ask you to respond by way of raise of hands. And if you're online, you can respond with an emoticon or whatever. And if you're in the room, I want you to raise your hand and hold it up and keep it up if you or a friend or a family member of yours has been baptized believed and baptized in this church. If you or a friend or family member has been believed and been baptized in this church. Okay, I see hands, keep them up. I see hands all over the place. And I'm gonna ask you a second question. What are they worth? What are those people worth who have believed and been baptized? You can put your hands down. I'm gonna tell you what they're worth. They're worth Jesus dying on the cross for that he, God cares about you and your friends and family members, and so do I. He loves you. You're you're more valuable to him than any earthly treasure. See? And now let me ask one more question. Are we done seeing that kind of thing happen? People believing in Christ and being baptized and being changed? Are we gonna become a church that just sits around and does Bible studies and no one new ever comes to faith in Christ and no one new ever gets baptized? Are we gonna like, I don't know, turn the arrow around back on ourselves and say, hey, what's in it for us? Can we just sit around and get like profound truths taught to us from the Bible and sing songs and stuff like that? Or a city tribe going to rise up like a powerful elephant and move forward, not someday in the sweet by and by, but now. Like today, like this year, like 2021. Will we rise up and participate in this parade and see God do amazing things? So... Here's what I'm asking you to do, just three simple things. It's participate, promote, provide. Participate in the parade that is the kingdom of God. That means coming to church. That means worshiping online, coming to the building. 
participating in the services. For some of us, you know, it's like we get away from church for so long and we just, it affects us, doesn't it? Some of you, I've watched some of you when you're worshiping, when you come into the room, when you're worshiping, it's just like, it, it, it impacts you, doesn't it? It feels so good to where I remember one of the first weeks that we allowed people to come back in the building and worship and it was significant to watch the tears in people's eyes. Worship is essential, I'll tell you that. And so whether you worship online or come to the room, I'm asking you during this series and beyond to participate. And then the second thing I'm asking you to do is to promote the parade. And what, you know what that means? It means like coming out to people that you're a Christ follower and inviting them to come and be a part. You'd be surprised who would come to church if you would just ask them and invite them. I understand everybody's not gonna come to a service and I understand you got people that are hostile towards the things of God. That's okay, you can invite them. Promote the parade. They may surprise you. And then the third thing is provide for others to join the parade. Because a lot of us steward our resources here, we are able to fund something that helps many, many people come to faith in Christ and get help that serves the poor and helps the addicted get over their struggles. And we all have these stories that motivate us to promote and, you know, provide for the parade. And one of those stories that I think about is the story of my friend David Bedez. When David was 12 years old, he got involved in the gangs, and he got really, I guess, addicted to heroin. And that led him to going to juvie at like six, at 15 years old, and then like 17 years old, he began the first of many of his prison sentences. He spent like, at that stretch of his life, he spent like 21 years in prison. And then when he got out, you'd think he'd have learned but he got more involved in the gangs and he got involved in the Mexican mafia. And he told me, he said, Pastor Doug, I did some things I'm not proud of. And those actions led him back to prison where he did 12 years in lockdown. If you don't know about lockdown, that's like 23 hours in your cell, a small room the size of a small bathroom, and then one hour out of your cell. And you would think that David would have learned after that, but he didn't. He got out, he went right back to a life of crime. All the while, his son, who was a good kid, who was going through school, graduated high school, his son says, Dad, you know, you don't have to go back to drugs. You don't have to go back to the crime and all that. You can do good, Dad. You can. But David just couldn't shake that old way of life until one day, his 24-year-old son, who was in the process of going through college, went to bed one night and never woke up. He died. And David Perez was forced to go to a funeral home and look at the cold, dead body of his 24-year-old son. And it broke him. And he cried out to God and he said, God, please change me. God, I'm so sorry. I wasn't there for my son when he needed me. I was gone all these years. I'm sorry I wasn't what I was supposed to be in this life. And God changed his heart. And David told me that something happened at that point in his life. God changed him. And David came 
to City Tribe Church and he was baptized right here at this church, just right outside these doors in a horse trough. And David allowed himself to be an exquisite aroma to others around him, a trophy of grace in the world so that others would see how the grace of God could even change him. Now, those of you that have been around here for a while perhaps have heard me tell David's story, but what you haven't heard is the continuation of his story. See, David's mother, who was now aging in her 90s, she's seen a lot in this world, but she'd never seen a change like what happened in her own son. She knew what he was like. And she saw how he had changed. And she saw how he was now a fragrant aroma of the grace of God. And it drew her to church. David invited his mother to church. Can you imagine inviting your mom to church and like, Mom, I'm gonna show you God after I've been most of my life in prison. But that's what David did. And I remember them sitting right back there behind the sound booth. They sat back there every Sunday. And David's mother as a 94-year-old woman, she believed in Jesus and she was baptized right here in the Cameo Theater. And you can see a picture of her there on screen. But the next year, because of her age and other health conditions, David's mother passed away and she transitioned into heaven. And she transitioned there because her son joined the parade, and so did she. And isn't that what it's all about around here? Is inviting those that we love, right on, to join the parade. Yeah. The kingdom of God is a parade. And look, some of you remember the days when in San Antonio, the Spurs like used to make the playoffs. Remember those days? <laughs> and remember when we used to have those victory parades on the Riverwalk where the Spurs, they would get in one of those boats and they would take the trophy, you know, yet another trophy. And they would parade down the river and everybody's along the side waving and yelling at them. What I remember is that people would be standing over the top of the bridges and they'd see our champion, Tim Duncan. And they'd be on the sides and they'd be yelling out, Timmy, Timmy this, Timmy that, Timmy, you're so great, Timmy, Timmy, Timmy. <laughs> don't none of them know Timmy. I'm just telling you that right now. They don't know Timmy and Timmy don't know them. But then, in this next picture, you're gonna see our champion, Tim Duncan. He's got his daughter. Picked her up in his arms. Let her join the parade as a whole city celebrated the victory. And that is a picture of the kingdom of God because our champion Jesus has won the victory and he wants nothing more than to pick you up as a child that he knows. Because how many of you know that a lot of people out there and online are Yelling out Jesus' name. Jesus this and Jesus that. But some of them, they don't know Jesus. And Jesus doesn't know them. 
but can I show you how you can come to know Jesus and how Jesus can know you? It's real simple. John 1.12, look at what it says. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become what? Say it. Children of God. And I think it would be totally appropriate for us to stop right now because today is not just knowing something about Jesus. It's about someone who has come up before Jesus today and saying, I don't want to just know about you. I want to know you. And today is the day of salvation. Today, now, when you hear his voice, do not harden your heart as they did in the rebellion. So let's bow our heads and close our eyes. And perhaps you'd want to say to God, in your own way, in your own words, in your own heart, Something like this. Look, Jesus, I know I've sinned. And Jesus, I've royally screwed some stuff up. But right now, today, I choose to believe that when you died on the cross, Jesus, you died there to pay the penalty for my sin. I welcome you into my life. I choose to believe on your name, Jesus. And I choose to receive you into my life. And I thank you for the right, the privilege, the grace that allows me to become your daughter, your son. Father, I'm blown away by the way that people are receiving you all day today. And I pray that you'd give them a picture in their hearts and minds of you picking them up as a new child and parading them about because of the victory that you won for us on the cross, Jesus. Thank you for that. And as we continue in prayer, with heads still bowed and eyes still closed, I'm gonna ask for a commitment of those of you that already know Jesus. Whether you just met him a mi you know, less than a minute ago or whether you've known him for many, many years, I wanna ask you how many of you are committed in 2021 to participate in the parade by coming to services, online or in person, how many of you are committed to promote the parade, to tell someone else, invite someone else, and provide for others to join the parade? If you're committed to participate, promote, and provide for the parade, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand up where I can see it real quick. I want to know who's with me. I want to know who's with me. If you're not, we're still friends. It's all good. Online, just put a emoticon hand or whatever, but if you're with me on this too, participate, promote, and provide for the parade. Get those hands up. Excellent. God, you see our hands. And as we raise our hands, a part of this is us saying, we're not all that. We don't think we're all that, but you are. And so, God, the best we know how, we choose to move forward to participate in your parade and promote you and to provide for others to be a part of it. We thank you for what you're gonna do in our church 
We pray believing that many people will come to know you and experience the wonders of your grace in their lives as well. And we pray this in the powerful name of Jesus and for his sake. Everyone said, amen, amen. Well, if you just believed a minute ago, when's the right time to get signed up for baptism at citytribe.church slash baptism? Now is the time, right? Today is the day, see? Now is the answer to a lot of stuff, isn't it? And another thing I wanna let you know is that next week we're gonna continue in this series. And one of the things that I learned about the elephant is that elephants can see in the dark. And how many of you know that we live in a dark world right now? And as elephants, we need to learn to discern and see through the darkness to further the kingdom of God. And I'm gonna show you how to do that next Sunday. So come on back for that. Now, as you're thinking about your financial stewardship and worship through your uh, generosity today, um, as you think about that commitment, I want you to know something, that the event we're gonna do together at Sunset Station for Easter, we don't have the money for it yet. And you're like, well, Pastor Doug, why'd you commit to it? Well, we don't wanna presume on God, but there are times where we get a word from God that if we step out in faith, the faith unlocks the provision a lot of times. And so we, and I'll be straight with you, we're a little bit behind on this year's budget. We didn't budget for that event and we're a little bit behind because of the big snowstorm. You know, people were just kind of scurrying around trying to take care of themselves, right? And I, I get that. You may be a little bit behind on your tithing and all that kind of stuff around the church. And so this week, catch up. Now I wanna say this, if you're not a Christ follower, don't believe in all this, we totally understand if you don't participate. Also, if you're on financial hard times, if you don't have a job right now, we're not asking you for anything. In fact, we're trying to give you something. We have a fund for you, which is at citytribe.church slash benevolence. We wanna help you out. We've helped people pay their mortgages, car payments, all kind of stuff, right, through this time. So we're gonna keep doing that. We're not gonna quit being generous just because we're behind on the budget or we don't have the money for the deal. You know what that means? It means that some of us are gonna have to catch up and step up. And what I've watched in this church over a period of years is that you guys regularly and repeatedly step up to financial challenges. You say, well, what are you gonna do, Pastor Doug? Well, I'm gonna try to help out. I'm gonna try and step up as well. I'm gonna show you what I I'm made a commitment to do. Some of you know I wrote this little book recently. I'm giving 100% of the royalties and sales from this book to this church, City Tribe Church, in order to help this. <laughs> like yesterday I saw it hit another list on Amazon. I'm like, dang it, why did I make that commitment? <laughs> you know, why did I think, why did I do that? But look, some of us who believe in this are gonna have to step up to provide for others to, to experience Jesus through this. And so if we're regulars around here, we go to the Bible and we learn these concepts straight from the Bible, the concept of bringing a first fruit, which means like first priority, tithe, you know, which is 10th of our incomes and above, and we bring it to the local storehouse, which is the church, where people come to know Jesus, get baptized here, and grow in their faith. So we do that, and we talk about it unapologetically. We're not after people's money. We're trying to give something here, which we've given a lot these days, but we also see 
the way that people, when they experience God's provision miraculously and the God math, we call it, it changes people, see? And so here's how to get this done at City Tribe Church. You can donate by mail. You can see the P.O. Box number on screen. You can uh, give online at citytribe.church slash tithe. And all this information, if you forget it, you can always go to citytribe.church slash tithe and find it there. You can also give by text messaging. You can text the number on screen, 74483. Type in the word tribe, space, the dollar amount, and press send. In addition to that, you can give at the giving stations that are located near the exits at the theater if you're here in person. So before you guys worship through your generosity, uh, I want to ask you before you leave today that uh, make sure and pay attention to your usher before you get up and just leave because we're still trying to maintain distancing for those of us that are here in person. And so before we do that, before we're dismissed by the ushers, go ahead and stand up together. If you came with your family or the group that you're with, go ahead and put an arm around someone and put another hand out in a position to receive. And if you're standing alone, all the rest of us want you to know that we're with you, even though the circumstances don't allow us to put our arms around you and join hands with you, okay? So everybody who's with those who are standing alone, will you just say amen if you're with them? Amen, good. So you're not alone here, even if you're having to sit alone. But dear brothers and sisters, as you walk from this place, may you walk from here catching a vision for now, this year. May you hear from God more than you've ever heard him this year. May you climb up into his arms as he parades you around, as he's so proud of you because he loves you as a beloved daughter, a beloved Son, may you become the exquisite fragrance of his grace so that you would draw others as you walk from here. Draw others to join the parade. Walk from here, causing others to join the parade. You guys have an amazing Sunday, and we'll see you next time. Peace. We're glad you were part of the tribe today. To further connect with us, check citytribe.church.